This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Season three of A Slut with Morals. I can't believe it. So many things have happened. I have had to take a fucking hiatus because so much shit was going down that, honestly, you guys, I can't believe I overcome some of these things. I want to give a special shout out to my friend Alec that has really inspired me to just keep going um, and that... that sometimes life is a huge fucking mess, but it doesn't mean that you have to stop doing the things that you love or stop going, you know? And, um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you just need a friend that's going to actually do that for you, let you know to keep going. And so huge, huge, huge shout out to Alec from Miles Apart, Brothers at Heart. Um, There was an episode that I was on a couple of weeks ago and we talked about a few things and alcohol, of course. And I had so much fun doing it and and it reminded me as to like why I keep doing this as well, you know, And and I think that that's why I just have to give him a shout out. He's been amazing and he's really been an inspiration for all of this. So, I can't believe it. Here we are at season three. Uh, I'm just going to update you with my life for a little bit. Um, nursing school is kicking my fucking ass. I, there are days where I wish that I could throw away all of my piano lessons from ages three to six. But unfortunately, life doesn't work like that, right? So, here I am. Um, kind of got broken up with. I started writing a book, which I has, believe me, you guys, I do not know how or why I even started doing this, but it's, it's an idea that came to me and I can't stop writing in it. And once again, a huge shout out to Alec because he has been helping me with dialogue. You guys know I'm awkward as fuck and I can't speak for, for shit, you know? Um, so dialogue does not come easy to me. I have been remodeling my room, the bathroom, helping my mom out with some stuff. It's just been a wild ride. I've been trying to find a job, you know, that's pretty accommodating to school, but nobody wants to work with my schooling schedule, so that's been that's been shit too. The remodeling honestly has been pretty fucking fun. I guess I guess I should probably talk about these things in order, right? So Let's see. I also, I lost a few friends as well. One to death, one to drama. So let me just start from the beginning. Where was I? From the beginning. Okay. So I had been dating this guy uh, 
for a hot little minute and some stuff went down uh, with me and my two friends Colby and Connor shout out to them as well and I'm just trying to get these two guys to let's hurry up and go because the cops were outside you know I wasn't even focused on my phone like how are you gonna try to get these two you're 4'11 right and you're trying to get two six-foot dudes out the door like of course my phone isn't gonna be in my fucking hand anyway when I'm trying to tell this guy as to like why I didn't answer my phone he was like you know what I don't want to hear it I don't do drama this and that and I'm like well it wasn't really drama um someone tried to pick a fight with them and then we left like that was it you know um but he felt like I wasn't making him a priority which let's be honest you guys I'm not that kind of person you know like if I'm dating you no there are times when all of the things that I'm doing you will not be top priority I have so much on my plate but when I do have time for you I will make sure that you feel like a priority because you are a priority right but he goes and he tells me you know you don't make me a priority like I'm done you do you and I kind of got confused at that because I'm like I don't you know and then he hung up on me so after he was like you do you I'm good I was like I don't even know what that means so I messaged his mom and his sisters and I'm like hey he just said this what does that mean exactly and they they all literally went oh I have no idea so he doesn't call me for four days no idea what's going on it's fine it's whatever so I'm like okay well if he's if we're broken up we're broken up anyway after those four days you know he's starting to call me again dude what are you doing calling me you know anyway I ended up writing on my Facebook this whole thing after I like deleted his family off my Facebook because he kept calling me right and I go why are you calling me I told you I don't stay friends with exes he kept asking about my kids he kept asking about my life what is what are you doing like why are you doing this you know so here's the post that I put on Facebook I said I do not stay friends with exes you chose to not be with me you said I'm good though without you silently you said do your thing I'm done not me you so what is you doing calling me you don't want me why are you asking about me you don't care anymore you chose to suspend all my rights as your girlfriend you lost privileges to know about me my life and what's going on in it you do not get to keep me from moving on you not me you thought you weren't a priority but never realized with everything on my plate i made more than time for you now you get to know what not being my priority really feels like you lost me when you decided you didn't want to care for me anymore you chose to lose my unfailing unconditional loyalty my help my devotion my advice my opinion my trust my love and i love hard but my love is good and unconditional my love is supportive and never overbearing my love wants to see you rise and reach greatness my love is good you chose to lose that figure out what you want but the longer you take means the more time she has with her own thoughts and that means you're teaching her how to live without you so when you decide to be ready when she may realize she does not want you you aren't the one for her and you helped her realize that i don't deserve toxic wishy-washy love y'all can report that to him now thanks and i only put that last part because i knew his family was like creeping on my shit you know anyway so he finally realizes you know like after i told him you know like hey i don't stay friends with exes for a reason like i don't entertain exes you know like you need to stop calling me 
or figure out what you want because like I love you but I'm not I'm not here to be your fucking punching bag and I'm not here when you decide you want me and when you think that you're better off you're either with me you're either all in or you're not like that's how I am I'm either all in or I'm not right I may not have been in a relationship for like three years or whatever and I've found nothing but situationships along the way but at the same time even with those situationships I would be doing the same exact thing I would definitely be telling them the same exact thing you know like I'm not here for you to just whenever you want me so I told him that I'm like you need to figure out what you want dude because I'm not I'm not gonna do this I don't deserve this so before we hung up the phone he was you're right I fucked up I shouldn't have broken up with you and then ignored you for and then tried to try to just make it okay I went yeah absolutely but see here's the thing too is that he doesn't know how to apologize that's like red flags for me someone that can't apologize that's that's kind of fucked up right like if you know hurt or you know you hurt them like you should be able to apologize so we end up getting back together and it only lasts like two weeks I went down to visit and then when when I came back I ended up getting this text message from his mom uh okay it and it said this now i will insert here that this is not the first time his mom has said some sly shit and then try to get away with it um and even at the very beginning of our relationship he was like dude block my mom block my mom so i didn't listen but here it goes hey hope all is well with you and cody he said your visit was amazing i thought i would share and don't tell he finds you even more attractive now that he's in. Specifically, you're not as big as he thought and that it suits you. I hope this makes your day and gives you some massive self-esteem today because you are hard on, your, hard on yourself. But please don't tell him I told you. He may get mad. I'm pausing for effect, you guys. Because... I was doing my homework so when I read that text message I was like okay whatever and then you know I responded because there's other messages but I responded and I was like um okay so and then I went back to doing my homework because I was I think I was in the middle of a simulation and I couldn't focus on the drama I was just like whatever but anyway later that night I'm like in bed and I reread the message over and over and over again and I call my best friend Josie well I sent her the messages and I go yo please tell me that I'm not like overthinking this and that because I, I just, I wanted to know like why my weight was a topic of discussion during the visit, like, like while they were, you know, talking or whatever, like why was my weight the topic of discussion? Like what the fuck? Right. Anyway, I just ended up texting him and I'm like, Hey, you know what? If my weight is honestly going to be a factor, uh, and it's gonna make you break up with me later on. I'd rather just break up now because this is ridiculous. I'm like, my weight fluctuates. It goes up, it goes down. I could be 160 pounds one, one month and the next month I'll be 200. The weight always fluctuates and this is not something that I would want for your, like, it'll make your boner go away or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, if we're having sex and you're just not attracted to me, this is not gonna work out because I want someone that's hella attracted to me. I left it at that, blocked him, blocked the entire family one more time. I make a TikTok, you know, with my daughter. Well, I could TikTok with my daughter, my oldest. It was like in between our break, like it, it was like a whole month that had gone by. 
I was really dreading telling my oldest this because she really likes him. You know, my kids have never met anyone that I've dated, but she's talked to him on the phone. And I was really dreading just telling her that, hey, me and him are are done for good. And she asked why. And I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to shelter her. I, I, I really, really don't shelter my children. And I told her, you know, I'm like, apparently my weight's an issue. And she's like, then he's not meant for you. And I was like, meant for me? What do you mean? And she goes, yeah. She's like, your weight shouldn't be a factor as to when someone loves you or not. And that kept me like, damn, dude, you're fucking awesome. Like, amazing that you're nine years old and you have this much clarity. He ends up calling me and he goes, hey, you know, what's going on? He calls me about a week later and he's like, hey, what's going on? Like, what what did my mom even tell you? And I'm like, well, she told me not to tell you. Um, but you know what? I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and tell you it anyway, because this was he was like, well, I talked to my mom. And she said she didn't say anything other than um, I'm attracted to you and you think and I think you're pretty. And I'm like, let me read you this shit because no one's going to be lying on my name. So I, I read him the text message and he was like, yeah, that's really fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you know, if if this is something literally that's going to be a problem later on, we should just cut this off like right the fuck now because I'm not going to do this. This is not this is not going to make me happy and I don't want to do this. Right. And he was like, well, I have standards. Don't you have standards? Boom. That's done, dude. I'm like, yeah. And the thing that's make, that makes me nervous is that I'm not going to meet your standards. Maybe one day I'll be whatever weight it is that you're looking for. I'm like, but I'm not right now. So what the fuck, right? And that was that. After that, I kind of just started really focusing on my schoolwork, started traveling. Um, I went to Austin in March about four times, went to Houston twice. I went to San Antonio once, and I was just, I don't know, I was just traveling. I was just having a good time, drinking and just getting over the shit that I'm going through, trying to branch out the, uh, the podcast, focusing on my schoolwork, just traveling. Then that's when I started the remodel. Um, my closet's a little, was too big and there was an, a section of it that was like covered by wall that I couldn't even use. So I'm like, you know what? I need a study space. I need a place where I could do my podcast and be able to do my homework without the girls <laughs> jumping on my bed while I'm trying to like write my notes down and stuff. So tore down the wall and I've been putting up another wall and now I have shelves in there, a floating desk. I have twinkly lights up. I have my erase board. I mean, like, it's been fun, but now I'm, like, redoing the whole room, so it's been a mess. Um, my whole life just is, it feels chaotic at the moment. Like, when my room is messy, I feel like my whole life is chaos. Um, I've been donating a lot of clothes, just getting rid of shit that I don't need in my life anymore. You know? My friends have kind of, I guess, the illusion of my clout has run off on them, and so I haven't been really hanging out with friends anymore. I did start going to rock shows again, and let me tell you guys, if y'all haven't listened to Undercurrents or A Van Full of Nuns, Dispositions, oh my gosh. So Undercurrents, I'm seriously, I'm like, I'm so in love with them. They're such a great band. They sound like Taking Back Sunday meets Dashboard Confessional meets Blink-182. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain their sound. Like, it's so original that you, you really can't even place them with anyone else. 
dispositions, they sound like a day to remember. A van full of nuns, they do these, oh my gosh, they're traveling to Colorado. They're so amazing. I'm actually, I'm really, 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 really praying that I can have them on the show. Alec and I are thinking about starting a podcast where we interview local artists and just try to get their names out, right? Get their sound out because we both have this feeling that rock is dying and we can't have that. I will put a stop to it. Really excited about that. What else did I mention? Oh, school. Yeah, school is, has been a bitch. I don't even want to talk about that right now. <laughs> like, I still have, like, two papers I have to write, and I'm totally just procrastinating at this point. The book that I started rewriting, because this was an idea that I had when my tumor first got diagnosed. You guys know I literally spent, like, a whole month drunk, right? I was just fucked up. The tumor, you know, when I was diagnosed with it, I just... I got really, really, really depressed, and all I thought about was death, and I became obsessed with death and falling, fallen angels and, in a weird way, dying love. <laughs> and so I came up with this idea of an angel of death falling in love with a, a human that's dying. And so I made him a doctor, because, come on, I'm in the medical field, right? So I made him a doctor and her the angel of death, and... I posted some stuff on my Instagram already, so I, I read a, a piece of it on there for you guys. I hope that you like it. I am really, really, really getting excited about it because Alec is helping me with the dialogue, and I appreciate him so much with it for it. Um, and that's pretty much what's been going on in my life. I haven't dated. I haven't done anything. I've, as you guys have seen, I've pretty much done everything alone. Um, I mean, why not, though, right? Why not get back in touch with yourself? Why not figure out who you are all over again? And I think that that's like the really shitty thing about a relationship these days is like, I was doing good on my own. Like I was doing bad all by myself, right? And here you come. And like, I was, I was peaceful. I was in peace. But here you come along and you're disrupting my peace. And it's like, why, dude? I was good. I was fine by myself. Why did you come through? And just go, oh, I'm going to interrupt her life for 45 minutes. Why did you do that? I don't understand why people do that. And so I've just been back on focusing on myself. And oh, which by the way, you guys, Jordan from episode one, I'm sorry, from season one, episode nine, hit me up last night on Snapchat and told me he loved me and wants to have my baby. And if you guys don't remember Jordan, Jordan was the enema. The title of the episode is literally called Jordan the Enema. I will put that down in the link. So if you guys haven't listened to it yet, you can totally listen to it. This guy was the fucking worst. And the fucked up part was he's not even really that cute. Like, he's just a fucked up individual. And for him to tell me he loves me at like 2 a.m., sir, come on. We know what's going on at 2 a.m. and what you want at 2 a.m. You know, I'm over here being a child of God in my bed watching Rick and Morty, being an absolute saint. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? I'll say it again. How dare you try to disrupt me in my hoodie and leggings that I'm wearing with my hair up in a bun, no makeup on. How dare you? Another thing that has happened, the friend that I lost, uh, he had a, he had a, a heart issue uh, that he was born with and Fortunately, lost him at the beautiful age of 22. He was um, 
engaged to a very close friend of mine, family friend actually, my sister-in-law, I believe, my sister-in-law's sister. I don't know what that would make her. Would that make her my sister-in-law? Right? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know how it works. But he was engaged to my sister-in-law's sister, and, you know, they were going to have a, a wedding um, after all of this coronavirus shit is gone. And um, it was just kind of really sad because I think he knew his time was coming because he told her, I don't want to marry you anymore. I'm so sick of this shit. I don't want to marry you at all. She, she looked at him and goes, whatever you're going through, we're going to get through it together. Guys, these are fucking 21 and 22 year olds. And this is like, they know how to love better than most adults. Jesus. That shit was sad. I lost another friend due to drama. And that's a personal story. And I cannot, I can't say that on here, but just know that I'll most likely be hanging out by myself way more often, actually, all the time. But I do want to let you guys know what you guys can expect for season three. Once again, I will be having Alec from Miles Apart Brothers at Heart on the show. I will be having my best friend of 14 years on the show and then another friend of 10 years on the show. Both of them, Josie, you guys, Josie is a fucking crazy bitch. I fucking love the shit out of her. She is amazing and all of the good things that I've always wanted in my life. And she's just, she's just so amazing. You guys are going to love her. She's probably going to be on a few episodes with me. I am going to interview a Navy vet actually on Monday and hopefully have this up on Thursday for you guys. I'm so excited about that. Um, we're going to talk about mental issues um, that develop in the Navy his mom that was married for, you know, seven different times. We're going to talk about so many things that he's gone through. He is 47 years old and he is one of the coolest guys I've ever met in my life. I'm such a fan of his. I'm going to try to have Van Full of Nuns on the show. They're currently touring, so that may be a little hard to get in with their schedule. I'm hoping to have Undercurrents on the show, if not at least one of the band members. The Another one that I'm going to have on the show is John from City Under Siege, which Oh my God. If you want to follow him, it's at CUS Rock on Instagram. Undercurrents is Undercurrents Texas. And Vanful of Nuns, of course, is Vanful of Nuns. It's, you guys, I am really, really ready to rock out this whole fucking season. I'm probably going to do some, <laughs> some episodes while I'm at a bar. And you guys can just listen to all of the shit that happens while I am out and about. Who knows? Maybe I'll do some like backstage shit while I'm at some live rock shows too, right? Like that would be fucking cool. I have so many ideas and so many things that I'm coming up with and I cannot wait for you guys to just be on this journey with me this this year. Once again, thank you guys so much for joining me on an episode of A Slut with Morals. I am your host, Ruby May. You can always follow my Instagram, my Twitter. Facebook has took down my Facebook. I don't know why. But you can follow my Twitter, my Instagram, my TikTok, uh, A Slut With Morals. And I'm thinking about starting a new Snapchat as well for the podcast alone. So you guys, thank you so much for joining me. I hope to see you all again very, very soon. Be safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Actually, if you're in Texas, you technically don't fucking have to. But yeah, we're open. All right, you guys.
I'll talk to you later. Bye.